guys, this is Doug. Thanks for listening to What's the Hazard. I'd like to thank my sponsors, PML Construction, SRP Environmental, CCS Group, Make You Safe Wearable Technology, and the Nebraska Department of Labor On-Site Consultation Group. Check out the episode notes and find their websites or contact information. Check them out and give them a call if they can help you out. Thank you for your support, guys. I sincerely appreciate it. Now on with the episode. It is Friday, <laughs> September 8th. Uh, beautiful Friday here in Omaha, Nebraska. Awesome. And um, I'm excited to reacquaint you with an old friend. Um, we just we kind of reconnected after a few years of not having interacted much, man. Yeah. So I'm grateful that you reached out. You were announcing your retirement, of course, and I think rubbing my nose in that. <laughs> yes, but yes. This is John Theme, everybody. John and I have known each other probably since the early 2000s, if not before. I think yeah. during my time with OSHA, yeah, of OSHA. course. Outreach, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when I was the outreach guy, I was yeah. the good guy. Yeah. And we've, we've, God, we've interacted for years and years since then, but uh, it's yeah. been a little, been a while. You've been too busy to actually reach out, I think. Yeah, been. And, you know, COVID and everything else. Is yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true, man. we yeah. got to throw that back in there. Yeah. I think we're all masking up here again soon, it sounds like. Is that the, is that the word that you've gotten? Yes. Oh, the hell with that. We're not doing that. So, <laughs> Well, welcome, man. It's great to see you. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you reached out. And uh, you've got some exciting news. You just retired not too long ago. Yep, in July. After, yeah. What, and, a 30, 40-year stint in the safety world, something like that? Yeah, it, it, about 35, yeah. And, good uh, good yeah. for you, brother. Yeah, it's it's been a long time, but uh, it, it seems kind of strange not to be doing it now, except for so well, I'm going to start doing a little more. Yeah, but consulting. now you're, you're doing some consulting work. Yeah. That's exciting, and you've got a you've got your company in place. Yeah. What's the name of your company? It's John Theme Safety Innovations I LLC. Love that. Yep. Nice, very yeah. good. And the website. Let's get this out of the way for JohnThemeSafety.com. Yep, it's John Theme uh, T H I E M. Uh, safety.com yeah excellent man yep. i'm excited i hope we get to work together i hope we can do some work together because oh, uh yeah me too hopefully we worked yeah. really well together back in the day yeah. and so well um you seem like you're well rested and happy and uh, it's, un- it's, unlike most safety people yeah it's uh, the other day i just woke up at seven in the morning and go I don't feel like this. I went back to sleep till nine. You know, it's kind of nice. You know, <laughs> that is beautiful. Good yes, for you. Yes, yes. You've earned it. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about your safety journey, man. I mean, I was you sent me some information, and I loved it in your initial comment. You said uh, I was forced into safety in the meatpacking <laughs> yes. industry, yeah. as and many people have been. So I know what, a, lot, a lot of people have been forced into what, it. Yeah. What uh, were you? You were obviously not intending to be a safety guy then, if no. that was your description. No, actually, you know, I. I have a two-year degree in electronics, and I worked for the phone company for a few years. And okay. they started deregulating and laid off a bunch of people. And so I said, "Well, I'm just gonna." There's a meat packing plant there. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. work there for a while, and and until uh, so I can find something else. And uh, and mm-hmm. you know, was there for 17 years. <laughs> right, <exactly>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I started out on the production line and kind of worked up into some management into into the quality aspect of it. And I knew almost all the jobs in the production area, so. Uh, they wanted to start training people as they came in. And so they said, John, you're going to be the trainer. And you supervise all those people, new, new hires as they come in mm-hmm. until they qualified on their jobs. And, and so I did that for a while. And then, uh, it was around, uh, around 89 when OSHA started really focusing on the meatpacking industry on, yeah. you know, ergonomics and, you know, lockout and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, they told me, John, you're a, you're now the safety guy. <laughs> And uh, I go, oh, boy. And then they go, and, and here's some OSHA complaint letters that we just got. They said we needed a safety guy. So, Oh, yeah. So that's, Have your safety guy respond to yes, us. Yes, yes. And it was such a wild time because I got in there, and, uh, you know, one of the more uh, severe ones in there was, uh, you know, somebody had said that we had a lack of a lockout tagout program, which uh, when I investigated, we did. Uh, and, you know, the only thing I had for lockout tagout was those dog leash clips that stick them on there so oh, yeah. you know, they know somebody's working on it. And uh, I go, you know, you only have so many days to respond to those OSHA complaint letters. And finally, I went to our plant manager and go, I'm, I'm going to have to call him and tell him, hey, you know, we're, we're, we don't have what we need, but we really want to get it. And so he gave me the blessings. And I did. I called and uh, I don't know if you remember Ronaldo Cervantes. Oh, yeah, and, of course. Uh, that's who I ended up was the office, you know, duty officer yeah, at that time. Yeah. And, and uh, I ple- pleaded for mercy. <laughs> and uh he he really walked me through the lockout tagout and 
sent me some example programs and and you know kind of interpretations from the standards mm -hmm. and stuff like that and really helped me and uh you know at the time i thought boy the safety thing is they're i'm really getting beat up on this you know and now now i realize it was really good because i had to build everything from the ground up so wow it was a really big learning experience you know the wrote the lockout tag out uh, program for the site and then the you know company put it in company-wide and no kidding and so i mean that yeah. is a huge undertaking in a in food <laughs> processing specifically yeah. meatpacking yeah. plant this was a slaughter yep. fabrication slaughter facility. And fab, two thousand employees oh my god yeah. man yeah so that it is was like initiation by fire <laughs> yeah. yeah luckily it was a good company they wanted to they really did want to build up the safety but uh you know at that time uh, we won the safety award for the company and we had 960 some lost days <laughs> and we still won the, oh we won the award god. you know for <laughs> oh uh, my god when i when i left the company though we were we had zero lost days you know that year and oh so, my uh, god john yeah so well i i know personally that everywhere you've been you have had that impact on the companies <laughs> that you have worked for so yeah, whatever you do it's remarkable <laughs> you must and maybe we can talk about that as well what you've the recipes that you've found that have worked and that don't work right. for people that are maybe struggling with some of that. But so from the packing house, you were yep. ultimately the, like the EHS manager at, yep. at the end of your tenure with the packing plan. Yes. Yes. Yep. And where, where'd you go from there? I uh, went to, uh, well, it was uh, FlexCon in uh, Columbus, Nebraska. Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. And that's, I think that's where we met. Yeah. I think it's where we met. We, they, uh, they wanted to get into the BPB program and, and so, uh, you know, I started working there and I thought it seemed pretty exciting to build up, you know, get to the VPP. And uh, what I found there is they had, you know, everything in place, but everything was just, you know, this person was in charge of lockout tag out. This person's in charge of Hascom, And so it was just really scattered. And, mm -hmm. and when it, so when I get, got there, they wanted me to, you know, centralize that stuff and get the VPP. And so what I did there basically was a, you know, took the VPP application and I split it up into different sections and formed employee teams and made sure that there was a management person on each team. And so I had to actually employees wrote the, wrote the application. And really one of the big tricks I found was that, you know, they would see something and they would want to reinvent the wheel. But, you know, I think one of the big tricks and one of the smartest things we did was we tried to, uh, okay, what do we already have in place that we can kind of just tweak and fit into there mm -hmm. instead of reinventing the wheel and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was really nice because after they wrote that, and I know you came in and- mm -hmm. Games, Matt yeah, Gaines Matt was, Gaines the was there. I thought yeah. Matt was there, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, they uh, were came in and def actually defended the program because they you know wrote the things mm -hmm. and stuff. And I think that's kind of what really sealed the the star rating was that- Absolutely. Flavor. Yeah. I think that we had just talked about that before we started recording, and yeah. uh, I think that I don't recall that specifically, but we talk all the time, and, you know, kind of this safety differently, modern safety, everybody's talking about engaging employees, and you were doing that <laughs> 25 years ago, 20 years yeah. ago, whatever yeah. that number yeah. is. How did how did you convince management that that was a good approach? Did they, they were they really, resistant? or They really weren't resistant to it. I think they'd tried to get the vpp rounded up for so many times it kind of failed but they just let me go at it so oh very cool and you know going back to the meat packing that employee thing was a i think one of the most important lessons i learned was uh you know you'd sit in an office okay this job over here we need to change that and do this to that job well if you don't go out and at the asset employee you you're just changing and they come in the next day and if you change their work area and they don't know about it they are upset you know oh like, yeah uh so what i found out is uh you know you if you're looking for experts to really know that job there's somebody that stands there and does it eight, 10 hours a day. Mm -hmm. That's the expert, you know? And, mm -hmm. and so you get them involved in it. And, and I think another thing too, is every site I've been to, uh, there's always this old maintenance person walking around. <laughs> and so if you ever have, you know, how can I build something to fit right, right over that chain sprocket or wherever you go find that person and, Oh yeah. And they'll go in the shop and come back half hour later and, and it'll be solved, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. So, so that's really how, you know, it really makes your job easier when you yeah. do involve them. So man, yeah. you are years ahead of your time. I mean, <laughs> these are things that I guess should have been more intuitive, but have never really been. So it's usually yeah. I have seen management, you know, top down kind of, you know, and that's, yeah. we tell you what to do and you shut up and like it you know, yeah. or don't, but I think your comment about let's not change things without the employee's input. Right. 
is a really insightful one. And that's that's what I thought. You know, in the when I worked for the meat packing, and you know, yeah, they uh, were building a whole new kill floor there. And I think at that time, that whole kill floor was all redesigned with ergonomics in mind. And the employees, uh, the and it was really nice because the management required that each print had the employees who were affected had their signatures on that print. Wow. And so it was kind of nice, you know, that that floor was built thinking, uh, you know, how can I keep it clean? How can, you know, not just safety. It's a, you know, how can I improve the process and things like that? So, oh my God, know. John. <laughs> so uh, literally all of these concepts are concepts that I think some people consider to be relatively new, <laughs> Yeah, but having the employees, even, even, the idea of having them sign off on something, right. they may not necessarily concur with everything, but at right. least they're aware they're of aware it. Of they've it, had yeah. some input into the yeah. decision-making. That's impressive. I think a lot of it came because me being the production employee for so long and knowing all the jobs, it, it kind of affected me that, hey, they're doing this to my job. And, I'm, you know, mm -hmm. and it made it tougher instead of easier, you know, and things like that. So, so yeah. you're kind of like, so in addition <clears throat> to being an EHS manager, you're kind of a change management specialist as well which seems uh, you know is kind of like a separate uh, specialty in and of itself but it's one of my favorite things to do if there's a you know problem area something like that i like to get in there and you know let's let's figure out how we're going to solve mm -hmm. this thing and make it better so i yeah. love that man yeah that's impressive yeah and flexcon was an impressive place i i enjoyed yeah. it it was really interesting you guys they did like laminate yeah uh, they, kind of the adhesive type yeah they play you know you see the things on the side of buses and mm -hmm. wraps and things mm -hmm. like that and they make that material make the they apply the adhesive to the back of it and yeah stuff. really interesting yeah. i can remember walking through there these are <clears throat> these are huge lines so the production yeah. lines are really long yeah and uh, a lot of guarding with light curtains and things like that yeah and i can remember walking through the plant one time and swinging my arm up to point at something and uh, went right off. through a light curtain, yes, shut the whole yeah. line down. And the operator came running around yeah. screaming like what <laughs> asshole, you know, just, and yeah. uh, everybody's looking at me because of the, you know, yeah. the outsider, but yeah. really a fascinating plant, man. Yeah. And that, that really helped me when I got, you know, later on in my career, when I got in where there was a lot of robots and things like that, that, you know, we didn't have robots there, but I did learn about, Hey, whatever you do here might affect you down there. And, mm -hmm really makes a difference like on lockout tag out also you know just make sure can that restart up you know down there you know mm -hmm. things like that so mm -hmm. yeah interesting so yeah. so then from flexcon and vpp star then you went where'd you go from there was that covidian yeah. next or uh yeah i went to uh covidian uh, well actually went to uh first data which is oh that's right Pfizer here so oh. i worked there for seven years right and, yeah and that was an interesting one too because that was with denny of, yeah denny Rourke. denny was there yeah yeah good guy yeah 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 that was a great great job uh they uh you know the i, I never realized how much was involved with that i mean they <clears throat> actually at one time they were doing more mail sorting than the post office was you know here in town and and uh so i got involved in data centers and high-rise buildings and warehouses and and you know there was you know production with the credit card things and everything. oh yeah was, so I was amazed how much there was actually involved there. So, oh, that's really interesting. And that was yeah. about seven years. That was here in Omaha. Yeah, and one of our buildings right across from the old OSHA office. I remember <laughs> I used to have to go over there when window washers would show up. OSHA would walk across the street, and I'd have to go over there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> there was no place because that's where exactly where Ben's office faced yeah. first day across yes. the street, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that. They re-roofed that Wolf building, and oh, I would not have wanted to have that job with. Oh them. man, I can remember <laughs> we would come back from lunch. You know, ten <laughs> compliance officers would go out to lunch, come back, and there would be window washers. You know, leaning <laughs> out of hanging out of aerial lifts, clean, and not think, oh, you, you poor bastards. <laughs> you know, yes, yes. who's going to take this? Everybody would look down because nobody wanted another yeah, yeah. number that week. You know, yeah. but oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was that was a great job. What did you learn at first data? I mean, what what did you add to your safety arsenal from that first data experience? I think that, uh, that was my first multi-site experience. Okay. And so, you know, they have stuff all over the United States. And then, uh, you know, when in the financial industry, um, you know, the meatpacking, of course, everybody realizes that you're in a hazardous industry and you have to really right. pay attention and things like that. But when you get in the financial industry, a lot of times they don't realize the hazards of, you know, even in a, even in their office building, you have chillers mm -hmm. and, and things like that running. You have maintenance guys that are doing that stuff. Mm -hmm. And 
And so I think it really was educating people on that, that, hey, you do have the hazards here and things yeah. can happen. And But their perception was this is a low risk, yeah. low hazard yeah. industry. Yeah. Why do we have to do those things? Right. Interesting. Right. Yeah. So it's it's amazing that, you know, even in a manufacturing plant, I think a lot of the managers don't understand the chillers and air compressors and things like that. So Right. Yeah. I, I think that's not uncommon in a lot of industries that the, the risk perception is much lower than if you've right. been in the industry, perhaps. Right, right. Your perception is different than maybe an outsider who would come in and see a number of things yeah. that might be concerning. Yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah, and and they were, you know, I, I had pretty much free reign there and stuff, but, uh, you know, there were some sites where that go out and, uh, they actually had enough equipment in there that I was needing to do a annual hearing, you know, test and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff there. So, yeah. Uh, going there. And, Very cool. Yeah. So I that's, like that. that's some of the stuff I learned there. Uh, again, <clears throat> my wife didn't move to Omaha and I was commuting for seven years <laughs> between Columbus and Omaha. So oh, I got kind of tired of that, but that's tough. Uh, but I also did, uh, it was really Why didn't nice. Why did you want to move to Omaha? Uh, too big for her. Too big? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I'd like to go smaller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, the, uh, I, I did finish my degrees while I was here and, you know, got uh bachelor and then the MBA. Yeah. Through, I saw that. Through Bellevue. So yeah. Nice. So, That's cool. Yeah. Very so, cool. It was, yeah. And then I went into, went to Covidian from there. So in Norfolk. Okay. And, so, and while I was there, it was Covidian, Medtronic. And then when I left, it was, uh, uh, Cardinal Health. So okay, yeah. and what they did medical equipment, medical yeah. devices, med- and things. Yeah, syringes, mm-hmm. uh, blast blood collection tubes, and okay, you know almost all the blood collection tubes in the United States are plastic now. But that's one of the few places you can get glass because, okay. of, you know, uh, the plastic can interfere with some tests like cancer and things like sure. that. So, but uh, and so so that is a totally different level of like uh, housekeeping uh, and hygiene and oh, those kind of things than you had experienced. Highly before. highly regulated. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's, uh, I think, you know, there's a lot of robots, ro- a lot of robotics, a lot of automated type things. Okay. And, uh, the, one of the big lessons I learned there, the first the first day I was there, they have a, had a line where uh, they had boxes. Employees would fill these boxes, set them on the conveyor, and they would go down the conveyor. And there was a great big arm in the conveyor that would flip the box up on its end and before it went into a packager. And that was covered with a big Lexan guard, and it was heavy. Employees were complaining that it was too heavy to pick up, and then it would drop on their fingers and things like that. And uh, so they called me out there that first day and said, hey, will you help us figure out a guarding on this equipment? And I got to looking at it, looking at it, and I told them, why don't they just set the boxes at the right angle there, and then it'll go into the packaging machine. You don't even need this arm. And <laughs> you know, they were kind of like, and <laughs> what I had found out, you know, and there, anytime you make a change to any of that equipment, it's got to go through a big change control process. Everybody's got to sign off on it. Their whole system's got to be revalidated. Mm-hmm. And so people really didn't look to make changes, you know, because it involved a whole bunch of, uh, you know, bureaucracy. Right. And, uh, but you know, that one, they pulled that out and, you know, but it did work and stuff like that. But, uh, but, uh, you know, I had actually had a maintenance manager tell me, don't be too making too many changes around here. We don't like paperwork. Yeah. But it just kind of dawned. I was like, why is it even in here, you know, to, yeah. to turn that box on? That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. And, and that's a question I think that gets unasked a lot. Why do we do this in the <laughs> right. first place? Yeah. We're, we work so hard to, you know, to guard around or control those things, but yeah. sometimes they're not even necessary or well, they can be. People don't go past that engineering control on the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the hierarchy. Yeah. Got to look at the, can we eliminate this? Right. Yeah. yeah. That is a really interesting one because yeah. I, I think that happens a lot Yeah, that we just take for granted. This is a yeah. necessary way we've always done it. function. We yeah. do it this way. And so let's yeah. just guard it or yeah. let's just, you know, yeah. more PPE or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But that one. Well, they uh, probably loved you after that. Man. <laughs> this is our guy, the yeah. savior. <laughs> and in that med device industry too, there's auditing. Everything is auditing, and and safety is the same way. They, you know, they're always coming in and auditing. And uh, and which kind of surprised me on some things is that they wouldn't show you the audit ahead of time. <laughs> and uh, you know, so you couldn't prepare for the audit. They just show up with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it was kind of like a surprise audit, you mm-hmm. know. But 
Uh, but and that all comes from the FDA regulation. OK, think, you know, so. But those are not specifically safety employee safety audits. Well, they, they will do employee safety audits. Yeah. They do that. Yeah. Yeah. And every company I've been with in the med device industry and life sciences, uh, there's they'll actually do the auditing and that kind of stuff. So, and it, usually it involves, you know, a corporate team. OK. And a lot of times they will bring people from other plants and, and uh, you know, show up, which kind of it's kind of a pain when you're that EHS guy, but it's also a good deal because uh, sometimes they bring good ideas to you too, mm -hmm. you know, and things mm -hmm. like that. So if, if, you know, if it isn't somebody there to just nail you, they're there to I help. was going to say, yeah. Yeah. you could get two kinds of auditors, probably the people <laughs> yeah. that are going to show off in front of you by yeah. belittling you or identifying deficiencies. And then the people that are there to help you get better. Right. Right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, pretty... I loved it when they were there to help you get better. And, and, you know, you know, most of the time it was like that because they knew you're probably going to come in their place sometime <laughs> down the road too. You know? so, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, interesting. And, uh, yeah, and uh, at that job, uh, that site, they also made me the facility safety manager later on, and which so I was in charge of all the maintenance. And uh, you know, it's it's when you're a safety guy, it's kind of nice to, hey, maintenance, you need to fix this. Well, now I was telling myself I need to fix it. You right. know, so I was responsible for it and. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, I really learned some of the things that the uh, managers, you know, the maintenance people are facing. I learned a lot more about that. And it kind of helped me to, uh, when I approach them about safety, you know, that, uh, you know, I understand what they're going through to get things mm -hmm. done and stuff like that. So that's an interesting comment too, yeah. man, because I think um, <laughs> that, uh, that cross training or, you know, walking in those other shoes, <laughs> I yes. think everything is so interrelated that, you know, the maintenance yeah. function, the operations function, all of the auditing quality yeah. safety functions yeah. are yeah. so intertwined that yeah. we uh, we lose sight of the fact that the impact that some of those um, changes yeah. has on other folks. Yeah. Well, I've always said, too, that, uh, you know, the, if if you have a safety person that's figures themselves separate from that you're, you're, you're not probably not going to be very successful you need to figure out how to integrate safety into the process and then it becomes part of it mm -hmm. but if you're a separate entity then they don't have to think about it when they're doing their production things you know that mm -hmm. kind of thing so really need to uh you need to understand that production process and what's going on there maybe not be the biggest world's biggest expert at it but you need to understand what they're going through and right. they be able to integrate that into it. So, Absolutely. I, yeah. I've read that or heard that many times where, and I think my buddy Pete Suska has mentioned that as well, that you, you really want to be an effective safety person. You have to learn and understand the processes. You know, you have to understand what it takes to make this product. Yeah. And that impact that some of your <laughs> suggestions or worse yeah. can, can have on that. Right. Right. Yeah. And it, it does make a big deal. Plus, uh, it buys you the trust of the management of the plant if they know that you've got their best interest at heart. And, and you know, you come to them with a, hey, this is what has to be done. But you're not coming to them and tell them, this is how you're going to do this. And because, you know, just tell them this is what needs to be done. How can we do it? And then work with them to integrate that in there. And you're a lot more successful. Wow. That, I think so. That's yeah. What a great comment, man, because usually we say we're trying to get the trust of the employees, but you also yeah. need the trust of the management, the operations yeah. folks, yes. yeah. so that they 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 truly believe you're not there to make their lives miserable. Yeah, yeah. That's a great comment. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think uh, it helps a lot, though, when you have, you know, like in, in the med device industry, the managers, there's that culture's already there that we expect this to be, you know, we expect this to be done safely and you know mm -hmm. so it does help you a bunch when you do go to them you don't mm -hmm. have to sell so hard but yeah. i was wondering about that i was going to ask you about that because in that med device sector you're being scrutinized by a lot of different Continuous. organizations agencies what yep. have you and yep. so that might actually drive that integration a little bit more than if all you ever see is osha right or right. something yep. you know well and you can use it to your advantage too a lot mm -hmm. because uh you know, before you change the lockout tagout program, you need to make, you know, they have what they call controlled documents. So there, this is the only copy of it and this is controlled. You can't make a change unless it goes through the whole process. Everybody sign off on it. And so I made sure all the safety programs were part of that controlled process, you know, and so 
uh, everybody would have to train on it. They'd have to test on it. They'd have to sign on it. And, you know, and that document didn't change unless, you know, everybody agreed, everybody agreed to it. So, yeah. Oh, I love that idea, yeah. man. I love and that. So then, you know, they always have a, and one thing you have to be careful of, but you know, on the training part in the med devices, they'll, they'll almost always have an electronic training system. And so you can document all your trainings and everything through that schedule them to pop up, you know, if it's a yearly training, mm -hmm. it'll pop up. It's every three years, it'll pop up at that time. That here's due for this training type of deal. And so it's good for tracking it, but you can also go the other way and just have them signing in there. Hey, I saw this document, you know, type of thing. So, yeah. so I really like to test the knowledges and stuff like that to make sure they did understand what mm -hmm. they're going through. So, yeah. The control document concept, would that have worked in like the packing house or the, or the Flexcon or some of those areas? I mean, is that? something that could be successful elsewhere i think it would but uh you know it's it's a lot it wouldn't have to be quite as strict as it was you know because mm -hmm. you know fda is coming to look at things you know right but uh yeah i think it would mm -hmm. uh you know it, it, there isn't that many controlled you know programs and stuff like that anyway for you know like ehs or right relatively speaking to the quality process maybe so, a half uh, dozen or so yeah, or yeah give or take but it also worked too. What was good about that is, uh, you know, every every job required that there be a, a SOP, or, you know, you know, done on each job and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And safety was always one section of that. So when they were writing up uh, in that FDA document, this is how the job is going to be performed. Safety would be in there. You know, these are the safety steps we need to take. And okay, this is the PPE we're going to wear. Stuff like that. So, I yeah. love that. Yeah. So did you did you guys did you have like a an internal software or something? Or did you yeah. use a, a marketed program or how did, how did you? Usually it was like a corporate type uh, software. Yeah. Internal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the, the training was, you know, compliance wire, you know, I think enable on us and stuff, you know, things okay. like that. So, but yeah. Useful. Yeah. So, but it, it's really nice because uh, even, even in my last job, you know, the, uh, if the, they're doing a plant audit, I want everybody's lockout tag out training. I can run a report, come out with a spreadsheet. Here's everybody's training. Here's their signature on it and that kind of thing. So it's really nice. I that think. is nice. Yeah. Well, that's good for OSHA visits and things too, yeah. to be able to yeah. demonstrate that stuff pretty yeah. easily. So I was thinking about in my career, I mean, brought up OSHA and stuff, how many government agencies I've been through audits with. And I was thinking <laughs> about that last night because, you know, there's OSHA. I've been an EPA because uh, that last place I was at, or a, uh, with Covidian, it was also a super fun site. So, okay. Uh, so I had to learn the EPA type stuff, but uh, OSHA, EPA, National Nuclear Regulatory Agency, Department of Labor, FDA. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, the well, state USDA department. Back yeah, in the USDA. Meat days. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. How much bureaucracy can be created from that? But yeah, oh, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and to, just as a business person to be responsible to all of those agencies. You don't even, you know, the, that's not half of the agencies that the company's responsible to. Those right. are just in the EHS realm yep. of yeah. things. Yeah, it was amazing. That is really <laughs> burden. I mean, I know, and you, you know, I mean, just our little world as a consultant, you yep. know, I mean, uh, certainly the IRS and we all do what we have to do with the, right. you know, as far as the yeah. IRS is concerned, but then, you know, dealing with OSHA on behalf of your clients, possibly yeah. the Department of Labor and others, you know, yeah. there's, yeah, it can be overwhelming. I don't know. But that's one thing that I think is important that is a, you know, as a safety person, a safety professional, that you keep your uh, reputation intact. Because when you do deal with those agencies, a lot of times, you know, the OSHA office, the, the people that are new me and things like that, you know, and right. if, if you're going to mess up your name, then they're going to know your name too for that. So. <clears throat> Absolutely. So. Everyone has a reputation yep. in the office, at least from my experience. They either think highly of you that you're a do the right thing person, or they yeah. think you're a crook, yep. or they don't know who you are. Right. But really, you have just three possible identities <laughs> yep. as far yeah. as the age. And it's, it's a big deal. And yeah. I mean, if we would get sent out to a company that we felt you know, wasn't really interested in doing the right thing. You approach that investigation differently than if you yep. go out to a company that you think, well, these guys are, yeah. you know, they're trying, they're doing a good job and, yep. you know, things happen, but yep. totally different. <laughs> I we went yeah. hunting for companies on occasion. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's a big yeah. deal, man.
But at that Covinian, I mentioned that was a super fun site. Yeah, and, was, and, it, uh, was it their fault? I mean, were they the responsible was, party? Or no, it was a uh, the previous separate owners? companies before. Okay, and, and actually, that company still owned the responsibility for that super fun site. Yeah. So when I worked on that part. That company actually paid my salary. I would charge my hours and that to them. Is that right? Yeah. To the primary primary responsible party or yeah. whatever. They... But before I left there, we actually got that cleaned up, and I was able to uh, EPA closed it closed wow. it down. So that was kind of nice. But I sure learned a lot from that experience. So. Oh my god, <laughs> your background is you have an amazing background. You've done a lot of things, lots of stuff. Yeah, and and the at the time, like I said, it, when I first started out, it's still. You get thrown into that and you better you, you're either going to sink or swim you know it's not uh somebody yeah. they're teaching you how to swim you know? <laughs> yeah so oh yeah. my god john <laughs> so you basically you have you ever have you ever worked for another safety person i mean have you uh, had a mentor or a manager that you were i mean it's or you've just had to learn all this the, on your own i just learned on my own i think uh, <sighs> i think you know danny was you know one of the yeah, yeah but but uh yeah so yeah it was uh a lot of sink or swim moments so. man that's that's really <laughs> remarkable yeah and most people would crumble under that pressure <laughs> yeah i think i told you earlier though i like the uh i like the challenges in that it's you know I, i'm not so happy not not so pleased with doing all the routine you mm -hmm. know mundane type <clears throat> things but <laughs> and, and actually you shouldn't have to do those things typically <laughs> i mean other than just a lack of resourcing perhaps but yeah, yeah. a lot of the day-to-day -day things can probably be done by employee groups right. or yeah. as you, as you safety Make committees sure things like that in. yeah you know yeah oh you mentioned safety committees too that was one of my first experience when i worked for you know meatpacking they just signed me the safety committees and and that was where i'd sit in a room they'd all show up yell i'd have a list of stuff <laughs> right. you know what of is grievances. going on here yeah and so i really started uh, pushing back that hey the employees got to take some responsibility here they can't wait another month you got this you know, safety issue. And then they wait a month and come tell me in a meeting, you know, uh, so I started requiring that they also bring in, what did you do about it when you saw it, you know, type of deal and really, mm -hmm. really reinforcing that. And, mm -hmm. and that was an important lesson I learned, but I think another important lesson was, you know, always have those one or two people on that committee that are just, uh, you know, a pain in the rear or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I found out that they're just kind of looking for some more responsibility or something. like. And so I'd start giving them, you know, more task to mm -hmm. you know hey by the next meeting would you go check on this and they would jump at it and do it and then next thing you know they were a productive part of the safety committee rather than interesting you know a big that squeaky you know, wheel yeah yep. but they really yeah that's interesting because i i've heard other safety <laughs> managers tell me that same thing seek out that person and engage <laughs> them and you know make a disciple yeah. out of them you know yep. make a make and an advocate out of them yeah it does work yeah yeah and make your life easier too, yeah it does it does it makes it a lot easier but how do you how did you so this is kind of a side question but how do you transform then and i guess you've touched on it uh a safety committee that is just basically an hour of complaining and bitching into a productive yep. unit is that how you did it yeah it, and yeah i think uh for one thing is we would meet for a few minutes in there but then we would go out into the production area and look at what they're talking about and and you know We'd get the supervisor of the area over there and say, hey, this is a complaint that we have here. Have you run into this? Yeah, we've been trying to solve it for a long time. And so, hey, let's get the right people there and solve it. And, you know, rather than me having a list, it's out where it's supposed to be. And, and all of a sudden you have a plan of how they're going to mm -hmm. resolve the problem. Mm -hmm. But if you're just going to sit in the room, you know, in an office somewhere or conference room, it's probably not going to go very well because it's just a lot of talking and yeah. listening and things like that. Right. So, Somebody's scribbling a bunch of notes. Yeah. And yeah. The notes, the media minutes come out a month later, yeah. and it's got a list of all of those things. Yeah, nothing's been done. Right, right. That's true. And uh, you know, the after uh, Covidian, Medtronic, Cardinal Health, you know, I went to work for Jones Lang LaSalle. Yeah, I didn't. Which, which J L J L L. -L. Yep. And they do uh, facilities maintenance for, and I was on a contract for a uh, uh, BD. They do, uh, you know, make medical devices yes, and all that kind yes. of stuff. Big outfit yeah. up in Columbus. And yeah, all over the world. Yeah, all over the world. Yeah. So we had, yeah, uh, United States, Mexico, Latin America, and China. So, uh, but, uh, you know, I kind of lost track where I was going there. But uh, uh, one thing I, you know, found out there, uh, then I had to use a lot more electronics because I was, you know, being assigned 
sites that I've never really been to. Mm-hmm. And you had to really, uh, really kind of make sure that the management at the site was, was trained on what they needed to do and mm-hmm. that they're doing it and that kind of thing. And would so, you have like an on-site presence, some kind of an on-site safety person that you uh, would yeah, give I instruction to? Or how we, did you do that? We, we would take one employee and say okay now you're you're the safety contact at the site and okay do some training on them things like that yeah and so yeah. did those people volunteer for that or were they selected typically uh, or how did those people kind of a mixture of it yeah mm-hmm. but some sites there's only one person you know so you're you're it you know yeah but, uh, but uh you know most of the sites had like a facilities manager there and, and they're you know find out a lot of the facilities maintenance managers they, they understand the safety pretty well because and you know, they're involved in every time they make a change right you know the machine guarding all that kind of stuff so yeah. yeah they're they're pretty uh they were pretty easy to work with that way and stuff mm-hmm. uh but they also i was also the quality uh director for for the company too so uh you know in the united states mexico we had 48 sites in the united states i think and then we had mexico and that uh, you were responsible for yes yes holy yes. shit <laughs> yes yes it was a big job so oh yeah. john yeah that's enormous yeah. but uh i remember where i was going out before but they uh they had a program you know they called uh it was a good catch which you know mm-hmm. you're probably familiar with but when i got there you know the good catch was kind of the same way hey i saw this today and they turn it in and I go, okay well, what good is this doing and so our, our good catches they had to put on what they saw and what they did about it and you know and at first i just started counting numbers of them i just wanted people to get used to putting them in you just know doing, yeah, yeah. so you'd get them and then uh the jll did a pretty good job of they would reward all the safety uh professionals from each account would get together and look through these uh good catches and designate one as the winner and that person would get you know 250 bucks and and uh, so that was kind of nice we'd start that started improving the quality of them and things like that mm-hmm. and uh you know it, it was kind of nice but it, i don't know it did my heart good because you know i remember reading one they had a steam valve in this boiler area and the guy said they had to put a ladder up against a piece of equipment stand on this other piece of equipment turn the valve and they'd done it for years and uh he says i went in the boiler was shut down for inspection so i relocated the valve at floor level you know things like that you know and it really did your heart good to see stuff like that so yeah well that's nice and i think just the idea of uh, encouraging people to be involved in the solution as much as just identifying the problem right right is really helpful yeah it's easy to just point at things that could be better yeah yeah but coming up with a way to improve them is yeah and that's the same important. way when you when you're going in doing an audit at a site you know try to instead of just coming up with the problem i try to say hey maybe you could do this or maybe do that you know type of deal so, mm-hmm. yeah. but, i do like that yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oh man so I mean, so you've been with half dozen companies yeah. over your career. Yep. Is there anything about the leadership or management at any of those companies? You don't have to name the company specifically, but that, you know, I mean, what what makes the difference in a program? I mean, I, I think uh, the management setting up the expectations of, you know, uh, most of the good companies, I mean, most of the companies I worked for were good, but uh you know, there was always an expectation that safety will be done, you know, and, you know, JLL, every safe, every, every meeting started up with a, a toolbox talk, you know, a safety moment, mm-hmm. they call it. Every meeting started with that, you know, and then uh, safety was always part of the uh, discussions and, and things like that. So, you know, I think they set it up that they expect that to be done. And uh, sometimes though, you know, you want to make sure because it gets down where the it meets the road that hey there might be some cost involved in doing this you know mm-hmm. and you know uh, how committed are are you to to really fixing that problem you know mm-hmm. and uh you know and that's where i think like i said come up with different solutions to maybe present to those managers and things like that but but uh i think uh you know in the in the life sciences it was real easy because they're already highly regulated and and they know they're going to be audited and things like that yeah so they understood they, that yeah but uh, you know, in the meat packing, when I first started with the, it, there was no commitment to safety. It was, you know, in fact, you know, when I first started there, my hands would uh, using the knife and my hands were sticking shut, and mm-hmm. so I'd run them under hot water and I went into work and I talked to a nurse there and I go, hey, hand keeps sticking shut. And she goes, 
game man enough to do the job get out of here we'll get somebody that will I go, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I go, that was the nurse yeah oh, I go, nice. okay see you later uh-huh. you know went out there and went to work and uh you know to see that evolve as as the years went on the, there was a lot more commitment to it you know and mm-hmm. i think you know complain about osha as you will but osha really drove that at that night when they started really focusing on that on that they did industry so yeah, yeah. i you know that's an interesting question i you know, there is uh there are a lot of good things about OSHA. There's certainly <laughs> things that could be done differently, and that's just an opinion. I yeah, don't, you know, yeah. I mean, there's no real documentation to support that, but but I think it, it has a purpose and it has certainly motivated some industries <laughs> to improve. Yep. You yep. know, packing, meat packing, yeah. construction, some of those yeah, highly hazardous industries. Yeah. Yep. Well, with that meat packing too, uh, you know, with the uh OSHA being involved, then the uh, UFCW is at the site also. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, you know, there was a, we actually came up with an ergonomic agreement. The company did was them about, hey, we're going to start changing this. And, you know, there was a actually written contract between them on the ergonomics. So, mm-hmm. And it was kind of strange because at one at the time I was the only trainer for the whole facility. But when that came into place, we uh, had eight trainers and I was their supervisor and so we had some on the slaughter side, some on the fabrication mm-hmm. side. And, and, uh, so they really increased that, you know, training Our orientation went from one hour to one week, you know, and, and things like that. So, you know, specifically on ergonomic issues and ergonomic and uh, all safety and, ergonomic, and safety yeah. in general. Oh, yeah. very cool. And, uh, so, uh, they would first day was all totally, uh, classroom for orientation. And then every day after that, they worked half production, half uh, classroom and, and, it was really nice because then you would hear the issues they were having when they were out there. Mm-hmm. These are new hires? Yeah. Specifically? Yeah. Okay. You could see how they were acting if they looked injured and things like that, you know. So it was. It's it kind of a job hardening as well. If yeah. you're only maybe working partial days, yeah. you're not. Yeah. yeah. So, And I will say uh, there, there was one supervisor there when I first started there. Uh, and like I said, I was, it was uh, when I went in there, they put safety equipment on me, gave me the knives and stood me at the table. <laughs> Right. I remember there was a person next to me, and I says, uh, "What am I supposed to do? You got the job without me. You do it without me." Okie dokie. Oh, no. <laughs> so, right? Yeah. Welcome. Huh? Yeah. But I was just starting to work, and then a tap on my shoulder, and looking, it was a supervisor, and he took me off in a little room, and and uh, he told me, he says, "You know, John, you know, you need to be doing this. If your knives are dull, your hands are going to hurt. You need to really learn how to sharpen knives." Went through that with right. me. And told me all the expectations and stuff. And, and he did that off and on. And I always credit him for, as I get into that safety thing and things like that, I always thought back to that lesson, that, you know, how he took a personal interest mm-hmm. in every new person. And yeah, uh, so I, I think I really kind of stole some of his management Absolutely. techniques, you know. Oh, yeah. I think that's how we learn. I mean, yeah. if we're fortunate enough to work for someone who, yeah. you know who has good characteristics as a leader man i mean they yeah. would just steal that shit shamelessly yeah, <laughs> yeah i always say know? that steal shamelessly on safety that's for sure absolutely man. and that's where you you had mentioned earlier that you had uh worked pretty closely with the union yep the ufcw actually yep. kind of shocked everybody by bringing some oh, of the yes. union representatives into yeah. the fold and assigning well, them yeah part of that agreement was that i had to have an assistant and we worked it out where it was actually a union steward was my safety assistant mm-hmm. which was kind of what the, you know type yeah. of deal but but osha came in just to do a general inspection wall to wall and so, like i said they were shocked when i signed union stewards to go with them because you know they were splitting up there you know two of them and that and so mm-hmm. there was me and the, actually a union steward went with them with no other management person and they were kind of oh you know, yeah give me the oh, i can't believe this type of deal that's interesting and after that they did talk about you know you should try to bring your site into vpp because you're you know you had all the documentation and mm-hmm. you had employee involvement and things like that so that's amazing man yeah i yeah. think you know i know that you're kind of going out on your own now you're going to be helping companies uh you have so much experience to draw from <laughs> and having moved so many companies in that direction i think this is going to be a really good fit for you man i think yeah i hope so i, I hope think so. you would really enjoy yeah. that yeah and, and it's i think the variety of ministries have been in help been a help too, it yeah. does yeah you've yeah. done a lot of things yeah. and that's one of the things that i've always felt fortunate about having the opportunity to see so many different yeah. industries but i've never implemented safety programs you know i've critiqued lots and lots of safety programs <laughs> yeah. 
but having done that yourself, I think that's going to be really helpful, man. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. And like I said, my, one of my favorite things is to, to do the project. So if there's, Hey, we've been trying to solve this for a while we can't get quite get mm-hmm. there or whatever, you know, that's one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. You know? I love that. Yeah. Well, I've got a lot of clients that <laughs> could use help with some problem solving and things <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. I think there's just, you know, so much room for improvement in most safety committees. You know, most safety committees aren't terribly effective. Um, you know, the change management type things aren't always very effective. You know, what are the consequences of this change going to be? There tends to be a lot of, um, knee jerk safety management. You know, we have a problem now we're right now we're addressing it, you know, unfortunately, and OSHA was like that. I mean, the agency was like that. We'd have a, something would explode somewhere and all of a sudden we'd have a combustible dust (laughs) standard or, you know, something similar, you know? So, yeah. And, and I, I, did learn a lot of lessons that I didn't necessarily invent, but, you know, I, I think back to, uh, you know, the ergonomic thing, adjustability was always the thing, but when you're working on a production line, you're standing next to that. How do you make adjustable? You can make stands maybe adjustable, but if you're walking and, and so, you know, I, I think back to one issue that, uh, they pull a pull clods, they call it, or, you know, you meet going along and you're going like the cutting as we're walking along the line. Mm-hmm. And there, it was funny because, there was a guy on there that was six, six, and there was a guy on there five, eight. And so how do you adjust this line? And it actually, one of the employees came up with the idea. Why don't we slant it up? And then you can work. This guy can work on that end. This guy can work on it, wherever it feels more comfortable for you. Uh, what, uh, so yeah. in the incline somewhere, you would be yeah. able to position yourself. Yeah. So that, along that the makes incline. Sense. Yeah. yeah. Things like that, you know, some are really simple solutions. So mm-hmm. yeah, but <laughs> oftentimes they are, yeah, I think we often, we make them a little harder than they need yeah. to be sometimes, yeah. but maybe that's, Again, a perspective thing. Maybe you need yeah. someone who is not quite as familiar yeah. or just yeah. doesn't do it every day. Yeah. You know, we kind of lose, we habituate some of those yeah. signals and signs. They just become background noise. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited about the new chapter here. And oh, that's awesome, man. Goes, so, yeah. so the name of the company? is John Theme Safety Innovations. and uh, I love that. Yeah. Um, Trying to cut it down to JJ. <laughs> right. You'll S-I, need an acronym. JTSI. Yeah, 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 I like that. And yeah. the website, John Theme. Safety.com. That's yep. T-H-I-E-M. Yep. yep. Yeah, man, good. So, and so yeah. you're in town for the weekend, you mentioned. You're, yeah. You live in Columbus. Yep. So Columbus, Columbus is home. Yep. Columbus, Nebraska. Yep. And uh, Just yeah. in town. The big, yeah. Come into the big city for the weekend. Yeah. So yeah. you, you you don't like us during the week when it's all crowded and <laughs> trashy, right. but right. on the weekend when you I need some entertainment for, for the party. <laughs> That's right. Exactly, yeah. Uh, are you from Nebraska? Are yeah. you originally from Nebraska? Born in Albion, Nebraska. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Albion, Nebraska. Oh right. man! So that's the home of St. Patrick's Day. Is uh, that the big St. No, Patrick's no, that's Day's? O'Neill. That's O'Neill. O'Neil. Yeah. Okay. Albion's over there by Lindsay, a little bit closer. To okay. That. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah. So farming background or what? what yeah, is- uh, we uh, at one during high school. I graduated high school from Imperial, Nebraska, out in the okay. west. And uh, okay, my dad uh, was an electrical person for uh, Zomatic. So okay, oh, yeah, no Lindsay Manufacturing. Yeah. Oh no kidding. Okay, worked for him for years out in the field. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so center pivot stuff. And yeah. Irrigation. Learned a lot from him on that. Yeah. I'll bet. He's one of those kind of guys that can like a problem, then go back in and come out with a something he just made that'll you know. <laughs> So yeah. you could really visualize it. Yeah. The solution. Yeah. And it seems like you do that as well. You, you, <laughs> he's given you that gift. Yeah. We? Hopefully I'll learn some of that from him. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. And yeah. you said your background was in electronics. Originally that you were interested yeah. in electronics. Yeah. I worked for a phone company for about three years. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've got a lot of. So do you consider yeah. yourself a qualified person electrically? No, <laughs> I do not. I, although I did, uh, it, with uh jll i did go through the training and, and did, did become a qualified lawyer yeah <clears throat> did you yeah yeah interesting but i'm i'm not going to go do any wiring or anything like that but oh, i do man. understand it yeah <laughs> yeah that's a fantastic yeah. oh i love this man yeah. i'm so glad i'm i'm glad to have you in the ranks of people <laughs> that i think you know so much experience and uh <laughs> to draw on i think this is going to be a good fit man yeah. i think you're going to love it forgotten about most of it till we started talking here <laughs> yeah. oh, it's been a pretty pretty interesting ride yeah. hasn't it yeah and yeah. and it's all because somebody said give theme that yeah safety shit yeah. back in the old packing house yeah. days yeah that was 
Yeah, I thought I was being done dirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? I think we all felt that way in the beginning. Those <laughs> yeah. of us that didn't go into safety with intention, yeah. you know, that wasn't what we had originally planned, and we just yeah. found our way into the safety world. But it is an incredibly rewarding field, man, for yeah. people that embrace it. And, yes. you know. One thing I would say, though, I think is a EHS people, and I learned this later on in my career, but it is also a very high pressure and it can really start mentally affecting you. If you, you know, need to take some time to get away from there. You know, I know, uh, you know, some of the jobs I had, you're, you're like 24 seven cause you're getting calls, you know, maybe mm-hmm. run third shift operations and things like that. Yeah. I'd say for your sanity, get away for a week and, you know, <laughs> yeah, things like that and really take care of yourself also. So yeah. I would agree. Well, that's a great comment, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's hard to do. It is. I mean, is. you just feel like you can't be away sometimes, yep. Yep. but you actually need it. Yep. That's where you need a consultant come in and help you. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I totally agree. I love it. I yeah. think you and my buddy Pete are going to, because you have so much uh, breadth of experience, <laughs> operations, maintenance, safety, EHS, all of those things. You've done all of those things, yep. which really gives you an interesting perspective on it all, yep. man. So. Yeah, I was even human resources manager for a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh, yeah. that's punishment. Yeah, it is. I think that was actually the done dirty. Yeah. You have to do the HR. Nobody happy comes to you when you're HR. No, <laughs> no. I would think They're not. always mad. When the door opens, it's only going to be a problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good, man. It's good to see you again, John. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I look forward to working with you. Um, yeah, this is a – yeah, I I just – just we just touched on your your experience, but – you have done it all. So <laughs> thanks for having me. I think it, it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah. Enjoy your weekend here in the big yep. city. Stay out of trouble and don't yeah. call me if you need something at three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I'm going to be the chauffeur. So I'm the, I'm the designated driver for my wife and two other women. And Good for you, man. Yeah. That'll be fun. I'll be tortured tonight. Though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you deserve that too. Probably. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks. Have a great weekend. Um, I hope you had a good week and I have a great week next week. And, um, Appreciate you listening. I do want to mention uh, we've added a new sponsor to the program. Um, I am really excited to announce that Liquid Trucking Company is sponsoring the program as well. Good friends of mine, um, Gabe and Josh and everybody down at Liquid Trucking. So thank you very much for your support. We appreciate it. And, um, yeah, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next Friday. Bye-bye, everybody. Huda Media Production.